0: CHD3 Detroit, KMPS HD3 Seattle, WBMX HD3 Boston,
1: and on AOL Radio, and Yahoo Launchcast. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now 248 545 Soul. New SkyRadio.com. Believe.
2: Can demons kill your pets? What is the Hill
3: of Tara? Are aliens, really, from parallel universes? Hello there, and welcome to the 264th edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I'm Ben, and asking those many and varied questions, which I've really never heard asked before, um, was my co-host and partner in the paranormal, my dad. So tonight, we are going to dive into our stack of emails with many different questions and observations about the paranormal subjects that we... Sometimes talk about and some stuff we don't usually get into So uh, there continues to be A growing interest in what we said On Coast to Coast AM in May And if you'd like to call in And talk to us now Well now is the time uh, 248-545-7685 That's 245 uh
2: no 248-545-7685 Well that's what we do on this show Ben Is to go where no questioner has gone before We've often had well-known guests they have never been asked these things before, and that's what we like to hear. We yeah. also like to hear their answers, of course. All right, this is um, a little bit, I suppose, self-serving here, but it brings up a very important point uh, that we have gotten into from time to time, and it's from Eddie in Akron, Ohio, and it's nice and short. Okay, so Eddie writes,
3: um, good, good, keep these things short. Um, well, he didn't write that. What? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh i i loved your i loved your answer to the question of what happens to our animal friends that that maybe that maybe this world is perfect or maybe god isn't perfect that god crea- created us to help him learn um i would love to give credit to you for an alternate understanding of this quote-unquote god thing or perhaps you can direct me to your source of this belief thanks
2: Okay, I guess we're getting into a couple of questions here. I, w- I wish I could remember the question that led to my answer about uh, quote our animal
3: friends. Um, I I think it was the animal show.
2: That was way back. Yeah, with with Karen Anderson. Yeah. Oh
3: well, all this, right. This was written in May. Yeah, we haven't had Karen. On no, here. no, no, no. What happens to animals when they die?
2: Okay. Well. Well. Anyway, let me let me get into the, this this uh, point that uh, Eddie is uh, focusing in on here, and that is that uh, I expressed the opinion that, um, I expressed frustration, actually, that people blame God for everything, and, you know, they, they're they not healthy, wealthy, and wise, and therefore they, it's God's fault, and, you know, the uh, the usual drill, you know, is if God is perfect and, and all just, and then why is there evil in the world, and all this business? First of all, that that's centered on human, the human point of view and the human framework of understanding things, but you could say, well, maybe that's an excuse, Paul, well, I express the opinion that God perhaps maybe is not, maybe the world is perfect, only not from our point of view. If you consider the big picture in all living things, all things really are living things, In all things, then maybe the balance, the, the seemingly perfect balance that does exist, maybe makes the world perfect. After all, even though, it's, even though it's not from our point of view, the world is not necessarily going to be perfect if all of us have nice houses and, you know, Maseratis and all sorts of good things to eat. I mean, that's not necessarily what perfection may be. Balance, perfect balance may be perfection. And we, as we know, are not really doing a very good job keeping that balance on our planet. Um, we'll get into that now, but that that is one point of view on that. And especially what he seems to be, what Eddie seems to be mentioning here, is the idea of God not being perfect. We always assume theologically that He, She, It, or Them is perfect, or are perfect, and that may not necessarily be the case. Uh, There, I I, I don't. I did kind of come up with that while I was still in the seminary. I kept my mouth shut about it, but uh, in probably the the 1980s, the idea that maybe uh, God is learning from us, that that maybe um, his heart uh, figuratively speaking, obviously not not to get too anthropomorphic here, but his heart, as it were his intention is golden, but that he's learning from the situations that we create, and uh, there's a lot of independence there, and maybe uh, he gets better as he goes, or learns more at least, Uh, but anyway, I, I can't Prove that, or get into it, or anything, but it's just—it's just a thought out there that, that might go with the idea that the world really is not so imperfect after all, uh, and that um, maybe we are—we are, as well as being part of God, are uh, instruments of, of learning, uh, just as our own hands are when we are little. Uh, government regulation, uh, notwithstanding, uh, we still will put our hands on a hot stove and pull it back, and we won't do it again because we've learned from it. If we fall out of a tree, we'll learn, well, hey, you know, you can't climb up a tree and jump out because you get hurt. Uh, we learn from close calls on the roadway if we don't learn to live both ways. I mean, we Ben and I live in a place where, much to my astonishment, people walk in the road. I don't understand it, and it, I, I thought it was maybe just kids, but it's not. It's it's all age groups, it's all ethnic groups, everybody just seems to walk in the road. It's utterly bizarre. I've never understood it. But were one of them to be hit, you know, God forbid, uh, they would be uh, in a position to learn that you don't walk in the road. So th- this is the point, that maybe God is learning from us. Now, now I, I don't know if... I'm, I'm sure someone else has thought of that, Eddie, but I have not seen it elsewhere as far as an idea being put forth. So maybe, I don't know, there's really no, well, there are a lot of original thoughts around it. Maybe, uh, for as far as I know, I, I haven't heard anybody else say that. So maybe someone has, maybe someone hasn't, but it's not a matter of taking credit. It's a matter of inspiring wonder. I don't care who said it, as long as people can maybe think about it and learn from it and maybe in, in a way kind of appreciate God more for it. No, because it also all depends on what you mean by perfection. So, yeah, unfortunately, Ben, here's a really uh, long one. Uh, well, uh, we just, just we have to deal with try. these two. Well, I'll read it. How's that? Well, no. You've had a trying
3: day. I'll take the first paragraph. All right. I'll take
2: it take the, the, pa- graph by graph. Okay. All right. This is a question about lots of things, quote, unquote, from Ryan in Maine.
3: Okay. So, Ryan writes to us, Uh Hi, Paul and Ben. I just got done listening to your appearance on Coast to Coast, and I have to say, a lot of what you were saying really struck home with me. I literally had goosebumps, and a lot of tingling across my skin when you talked about certain things. The entity you came across in an Attic, who spoke an odd form of Latin, as well as your talk about portals and the move to the good world, as you put it. Alright, So. Uh, All right, well maybe we should have a little explanation, maybe. All right.
2: Uh, well, as Ryan knows, and anybody else who heard that broadcast knows, and I hate to keep hopping on the broadcast, but we've received over 3,000 emails because of it, and I think, obviously, people are interested in it. Well, usually when we're on with George Nury on that, on that show, which, as you know, is the most syndicated show in the country, but it's on all night, and so a lot of uh, people with funny schedules listen to it or listen to it later in podcast form. Uh, we usually are talking about our point of view in the multiverse that ghosts really aren't dead people. They're people in parallel universes where, uh, albeit they may have died here, but then we recognize them there. And that, that kind of thing. And the same thing for uh, UFOs and various cryptids. We think that the multiverse explanation can pretty much handle a big picture of the paranormal. And that's what we we'll usually talk about on Coast to Coast when we're, we're guests. But this particular show, we felt it was time to come out with some extrapolations from that, some uh, further thoughts and further what we believe is progress. We have made toward understanding this big picture by means of whom we have met out there in the multiverse. Now, when you are dealing with... Uh, paranormal cases. We usually are are known for as ghost researchers or I like to say cosmic journeyers because we're not only out there documenting and and investigating we are trying to help people and you do that by getting to the bottom of what's really happening and you find several things. One is that the people themselves are involved in the phenomena, in other words by feeding it or by having attracted it or by encouraging it or, or in literally participating in it. So when you have that scenario, you tend to look at the people, and you also look at what they are involved with as far as entities and various uh, uh, points of view that that you have on these things. In other words, if you have this multiverse point of view, you will not see this ghost, quote-unquote, as... Some deceased relative, or within you don't see things within the narrow context of spiritualism, the usual approach to ghosts. You begin to, your mind has expanded to the point where you're aware of other kinds of possibilities. So therefore, as, as uh, the, this particular writer Ryan mentions, uh, this bear-like creature that I met in an attic in New York State in the early '90s. Now, had I just assumed this was a quote-unquote ghost, because all these people were hearing were. Huge footsteps in their attic. You kind of go in. You go in. Maybe I don't know. Whoever, depending on who you're dealing with, holy water or just encouraging them to uh, bring in positive energy, or just and saying, "Well, we really can't tell who this is." But if you assume it's somebody who's dead, you're you're done. That that's you can't go any farther. But I went up into that attic and I spent the better part of two days there. You know, off and on, I didn't sleep there, and I quieted my, my heart and my soul as I had learned uh, in my religious training to meditate and uh, out comes this huge figure I could see his outline very clearly in this attic and he kind of stood on the other side and uh, we had a long and I believe very fruitful conversation and we began. I began to put together a number of things that I had heard in other cases with what I was hearing from this this uh, very noble creature who was seeking a place, who was passing through our world, he was aware of multiple worlds, though he did not really understand how they worked, and he spoke in a very odd form of Latin, and it was um, very strange to get through, and I'd studied Latin for years, of course, as a seminary student in the Roman Catholic Church, and I could get by, but uh, it took me uh, several hours to work out his case endings and some of his vocabulary because it was very strange, very, very, almost, shall I say, alien. Uh, but uh, the, again, the nobility and goodness I, I could just feel from this creature. And I had spent a long time learning how to tell what's true and what's not true from uh, various paranormal experiences. In other words, these parasites were often talking about what, what folklore refers to as demons. Uh, will very often pretend to be something else, and you have to you have to get through that in order to get to the truth of what's happening. But this was a very sincere experience, I believe. Uh, we do have to wrap for a commercial break right now. We will be right back on Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Benino on CBS New Sky Radio, NewSkyRadio dot com. Don't go away.
1: CBS Radio's the New Sky. NewSkyRadio.com. This is the Lisa J. Smith Show.
3: Listen to
2: Lisa J. now at 3 o'clock Eastern. This is Lisa J. Smith, and I am here to give you messages from spirit. Give us a call so I can connect with you. Look
1: up to the sky. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Reach out. NewSkyRadio.com. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now 248 545 Soul. NewSkyRadio.com.
2: Well, here we are. We're back behind the paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on CBS New Sky Radio, NewSkyRadio.com. I hope. And we are discussing a a letter from Ryan in Maine who was asking about something we said on Coast to Coast AM in May, and that was about uh, the 2012 to 2016 period. Uh, And I just wanted to finish answering uh, some of the background here. Uh, Much of what we said came from Uh, Okay, sorry, all right. Much of what we we said uh, came from uh, experiences, my experiences over the past 40 years with entities I have met in paranormal cases and been able to communicate with in a way that I trust, which is not easy to do, and also uh, experiences that have uh, come uh, since then, uh, especially with Ben adding depth to the the nature of our work uh, by what he contributes to it. So. Essentially, uh, this uh, uh, bear-like, as I call it, figure – I'm not saying it actually was a bear, but that, that was a sort of a milestone in this because uh, he was indicating to me that there was um, something coming that his people were concerned about and that would involve us as well. But he, his particular job was to seek a place or a state called Renthusia, which I have never heard of before or since – and that was the, the substance of the conversation. And he, uh, uh, we left with a, uh, a, a feeling like friends, I believe. So in any case, uh, that was one of many experiences. Uh, also in the early 90s, uh, my experience with the young boy, Peter, whom I have talked about many times on the show, who was terminally ill and who was uh, very, very insightful and uh, able to have long conversations with, among other people, a grandfather who had died before he was born, 10 years before he was born. And he was talking about possible a, a, a war that was coming in the, the early part of this century, because this is in the last century we're having our conversation. Uh, that would involve the what he called the high men and the low men, uh, or high people and low people. I guess that people of noble bearing or, or or high thinking, and then other people who are not uh, at war with not only each other but with the parasites. What we later came to call parasites. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and a, 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 I say an interdimensional battle of some kind, uh, from which we, a number of us, had to physically escape. So, and I said he's just a kid, you know. But then later on, of course, talking with all these entities to him. So, to make a long story short, this is what we were talking about on coast to coast, and the place we were attempting to get to, which could be the same as this Renthusia that this this uh, noble creature was talking about, I refer to as the Good World when I first encountered it. In meditation and dreams, uh, this is what it hit, and then, then many other people who come to me out of the blue uh, who have experienced the same place, uh, the same right down to the same places in that place where meetings occur uh, between numbers of different species. Uh, and then again, if, if you told me I was going to be talking about this stuff, especially on the air, I would have told you you were crazy. But uh, apparently, this is this is going on. So uh, our writer here, Ryan, is one of the people who apparently has. Uh, had similar experiences to this, one of thousands who have written to us, and uh, we'll continue with Ryan's letter, now that you have a little background.
3: Okay, so uh, first of all, I want to say that I don't think you're crazy at all. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank should, you very much. Makes me feel better about myself. Um, I, I've i been having dreams of a great change, not the end of the world, but a change, and I guess the end of the world as we know it. And moving moving on for a long time, the earliest I can remember was probably when I was around seven or eight, and uh, I've all I've also felt I've also always felt that I would have some part in this, and I'm not exactly sure what it is yet, but uh, this will probably work itself out na- naturally. It's well, a good way of looking at it.
2: Well, yeah, I think that things will work out. A lot of people are writing to us. Where do we go? What do we do? Well, I, mean, I, I don't know. Ben doesn't know either. I don't think. Uh, you know, it, th- this will develop as we go. Maybe we don't have to go anywhere. Maybe this is all a matter of consciousness. A lot of people are talking about a consciousness shift, or maybe it's a bunch of blony. Maybe nothing will happen, and maybe we're just being duped. Uh, even even the people with the most experience uh, can be duped by, by by these things. But I don't think this just doesn't feel anything like that. And again, so many people are having the same experience. Um, I uh, I just all I can say is stay tuned. We have a conference call planned among certain picked individuals later this month. Are you
3: saying this on the air? Well, not I their mean, names, I mean, no. Oh, oh okay. Thought, well, where have you been? You've been on the well, air no, Japan, I mean, I, I mean, I'm just saying, should should you not be like, like, oh, well, we're going to have an exclusive conference. and well, it's then... not
2: exclusive. It's, it's, a, it's a beginning. It's a first step. Uh, we may decide it's all a bunch of baloney. We may decide well, this is what we should do, we should have a second one, or we should have a, a, a meeting of many different people, whoever can get there. I don't know yet. I just It's just—it's too early to say. Council All I know is around. next year is uh, 2012. It may mean nothing. It may mean everything. I don't know. So we're one step at a time. theres um, I think that's always good advice, okay. one step at a time. And as I always say, uh, no matter what the answer may be, uh, there is uh, a principle that I follow, and that's to be doing what I, I want to be found by fate or whatever doing what I'm supposed to be doing day to day, m- my work, uh, taking care of my family, etc. Et I've said that many times. And that's essentially what, uh, what I believe. So that's okay.
3: Um, I wanted to know what your thoughts on the power of intuition and your advice on how to increase one's ability. Okay. To-
2: Let me stop right there because that, that's, a, that's a big chunk to chew right there. Okay. All right. Now, it depends what you mean by intuition. I assume that you mean, uh, Ryan, that it's, uh, I suppose, what, what has been called psychic power, awareness of various things. We find, Ben and I both find, that when you have multiverse awareness, when you become aware, you know, quietly in your heart, uh, in your rule of meditation or whatever you do spiritually – you become aware of these other worlds not only that are around us but in which you are living all of us are living because we are very large creatures i could stand to use a little weight but that's not what i'm talking about we are our consciousness spreads out across the multiverse in many ways in many forms but
3: it's all us and in the end all of it is us and but the, the thing to get by is it's not everybody is you. It's that, well, it's not that you are everybody. It's that everybody is each other. Yeah, effectively. And that's essentially, if you begin to have that awareness, again,
2: quietly, don't force it, get uh, in your spiritual life and quiet your heart. And the toughest thing to achieve within ourselves today is silence. Uh, it's. You know, we fill ourselves with distractions And, and our mind has uh, thoughts running back and forth at all times And it's just its chaos And uh, silence is not considered uh, really something to be achieved And it is, really, uh, in any society And it's a basis of spiritual life So I think that uh, when you're talking about intuition Or my thoughts on that uh, Not yet okay. uh, uh, Our thoughts on that I think that that's something to to remember in silence one, when you have this multiverse awareness, again, it will grow upon you. It will become very natural. Um, you forget all about it. It's like wearing glasses. Yeah, I guess. And essentially, I already consider myself a uh, to be living primarily in this good world and preparing for whatever may, may come. Um, I, it's, it, I dream about it almost every night. I see it as I meditate. I feel it as I go through my daily life. It's uh, not that different of a place. Uh, There are many different kinds of intelligent species there, all of whom are um, sort of working more or less in harmony for this common goal of of, uh, apparently some sort of escape from whatever the parasites may have in mind for us. That's how I read it anyway. And that's essentially it. But it's really not very complex, the, uh, the problem, though, with multiverse awareness is that I think many of, the, many of the psychiatric patients I worked with as a graduate student and as a seminary student may have been multiverse aware in a day when that, was, that term was simply not known. And I'm talking back in the 70s when I was a, a student, uh, early 70s. And I would look into the eyes of, say, schizophrenics. I've said this on the air many times, and I would see a lot more there than maybe their doctors would see, I think many of them lived in horrible worlds others lived in very beautiful worlds, and I think that simply they, they, in some cases at least, were not ill, they were simply aware of worlds of the rest, and the normal people of course living in a very narrow human defined parameters within a very narrow scientific paradigm that just doesn't do anything justice, and which doesn't teach us any, any, anything at all So that essentially says, so it's a matter of not only being aware, but of not getting locked up in those days or not getting filled full of pills today. This can be dealt with, and it can be dealt with rather easily with the right attitude. So again, I guess we've maybe started a dialogue on this multiverse awareness business, and feel free to write or call with questions, and we'll we'll just talk about it. Ben and I are very comfortable with it. I've lived in it for many years, and I feel that it has made us bigger people, I hope.
3: Yes. I'm going to get past the first <laughs> Okay, where was I? Um, I have had uh, lots of experiences where I would... Oh, wait. We never actually answered, do you have any advice on how to increase one's ability? Or did we answer that? Well, kind of answered, yeah. Just uh, within silence, develop multiverse awareness. If you really... I don't know. You, you need to have the aptitude for it because there are certain people that can do it and other people can't. People can do it to certain extent, other so people can't. It's, a, it's an ability learned... Over large amounts of time, I lucked out because, well, I lucked out.
2: Yeah, you're unusual. You learned it very quickly. I've never seen anybody learn it as quickly as you. Yeah, I, I, I just lucked out. Well, you and, were born
3: for it, I guess. And you really and feel that. A few of my friends are lucking out too, and I'm trying to help them out. But if you really want some, uh, what, uh, want some advice, you can just send, you can just shoot me an email, and I'll see what I can do for you.
2: Yeah, ben at behindtheparanormal.com or paul at behindtheparanormal.com.
3: And if I don't answer, it's because my email is screwed up. So, or, or we got to, uh, too many thousands ahead of you, but yeah.
2: we're, we're catching up with that. So, you know, don't, don't hesitate.
3: Yes, so I've had a lot uh, going on with the email here. I've had lots of experiences where I would second-guess my gut feeling, and things turned out badly. For a number of years, I felt that I was on a track or in a groove uh, kind of like a needle in the groove of a record, if that makes any sense. Um, some very amazing things happened to me. The last couple of years, it feels like the needle has skipped out of the groove and things have been disjointed ever since. I want to get back into the track. Is there any advice you can give me in order to help me, someone to talk to, or general tips? Oh, well, I Okay, guess... well, we're full of general tips, certainly.
2: Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's a good metaphor, jumping out of the groove of the record. Um, I don't know.
3: No, we all we all do that. It's just a part of life. When you, put yeah. your, it's hard to keep yourself inside it because there's so many distractions in our society. Mm-hmm. That where there's like you got the you have the internet. We get, we're we're learning more in ten minutes than our ancestors would have learned in like a hundred years. Like it's just it, it's it's just ridiculous all the stuff that was forced upon us. So was, overload. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Information overload, and we're drunk with technology. So that also affects us being in a groove of some sort. So with you being out of the groove, uh, we have one minute, but with you being out of the groove, um, Ryan, it is, it is not anything that is, well, it, it's not something that can go unfixed. You can fix it. It is possible to fix it. You just need to, well, get into some medi- meditations and then s- literally center yourself back in where you need to be.
2: I think maybe, uh, we ought to put an article or two on, on the New England Ghosts website, uh, or, or the Behind the Paranormal website. I mean, I, I don't see why there's a lot of information out there that I think is not good enough, uh, so, and not that we're so special, but I think if Ryan or anybody else interested in this, you might as well stick with us. We're on the same journey, uh, and, and just write in at any time. We'll be hands- happy to answer any questions, and I'll, I'll get working on an article or two, uh, to put on one of the websites about this. But
3: we have to wrap.
2: Gotta wrap. Another commercial break. We'll be right back on Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on CBS New Sky Radio, newskyradio.com.
1: Stick around. Enlighten, empower, enrich. This is CBS Radio's The New Sky. Mm-hmm. New horizons, no boundaries. All day long, we're devoted to your emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being. With your direct connect to the stars, Lisa J. Smith, The Dr. Pat Show, Liz Souza, Barbara Mackey, Glynis McCants, The Wake Up Call, with L Newman and Tom Force. Let us know how we're doing. 248-545-7685. Log on. New SkyRadio.com. 24 hours a day. Your spiritual well-being is our concern. Awaken the Extraordinary. Live the life you've imagined. Look up to the sky. CBS Radio's The New Sky. NewSkyRadio.com New Horizons. No Boundaries.
0: and I don't go nowhere All the lights are changing Green red Turning over TV stations Situations running through my head Looking back through time You know it's clear that I've been blind I've been a fool To open up my heart all that jealousy, that bitterness, that ridicule Saturday, I'm running wild And all the lights are changing, red to green Moving through the crowds, I'm pushing Chemicals are rushing in, my blood. You know I'm seeing it so clear. I've been afraid to show you how I really feel. Admit to some of those bad mistakes I've made. And if you want it, come and get it. Crying out loud, the love that I
1: Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now 248 545 soul New SkyRadio.com. Believe.
2: And we're back and we're answering a question at length here from Ryan in uh, Maine, one of our favorite places. And we were going through just some advice on... Uh, how to increase one's intuition, how to increase one's awareness, and we call it multiverse awareness. So I think you can increase your awareness by simply being aware of all the other worlds around you and in which we live in various forms, and it's a kind of a funny concept, but I think it's a it's an ancient one. And I think, as I say, we're on the same journey, so if you want advice, I suppose, or, or just uh, shared thoughts, just to kind of stick with us and we'll put some articles on our, our websites about uh, a little bit more, I don't know if you can call advice about this sort of thing. So what's
3: the next graph, about Okay, uh, the next graph is um, also. I wanted to direct this to Ben uh, on the show. George Nero was wondering why you weren't more upset with the future <laughs> that you that you and your father foresee. I'm sure that you don't need reassur- reassurance about your feelings about it, but I want to let you know that I and I'm sure others understand the way you feel. As I mentioned earlier, most of my life I've I felt like. We were getting closer and closer to some great change, or whatever you want to label it as. Uh, there are so, there are many so-called quote-unquote negative aspects that will come along with it. Uh, but these things must happen to facilitate change. And in the end, things will turn out for the positive and the better. Which is true. Yeah,
4: I, it I do. Will put.
3: I, I do agree. That is a good way of putting it. And, uh, next paragraph. I feel like we are being guided by something that is greater than us, uh, whether that be God or just some species more advanced than ourselves. And while we may lose some good people or energies, we will also lose the negatives as well. It's hard to say, but sometimes there is a necessary sacrifice. These guides are here to help us uh, do the hard thing to do, and I really believe that. Uh, you put the staple right over the rest of the email. Uh, any, anyways, uh, thank you for your time. Thank you for accepting, for accepting your gifts and the responsibilities that come with them.
2: Well, thank you, Ryan. That's very well
3: put. It's like spider with great re- with great talent comes great responsibility.
2: Well, that's an old saying, but it's nonetheless very true. Yeah.
3: I must say though, uh, I, I can't stress
2: enough the the uh, the certainty that that I have that this information. Uh, has not i don 't know how Ben feels but the, he he moves in different circles in the multiverse than I do, but for me, this has not come from guides i mean in the sense of the spiritual, spiritualist sense of spirit guides or you know aliens uh, you know giving us advice out of their spaceships anything like that it 's come from ordinary folks, if you want to call them that even though they might necessarily be of our species whom uh, we have encountered in uh, various uh excursions into other parts of the multiverse in various ways. And, uh, again, these are um, largely just people who are like us in their ways, you know, as different as their worlds may be, and they have the same concerns that the, the parasitical um, invasion is going to take place because walls or membranes, as you call them in physics, between the worlds are thinning. And why are they thinning? Because, as uh, our guest tomorrow evening will point out in our New England uh, Boston Providence show, that the, the electromagnetic energies being stirred up in the galaxy that happened to coincide with the 2012-2016 period are playing tricks with space-time they're messing around with space-time because space-time is held together by electromagnetism, essentially, and the walls are thinning, and that is how this, uh, if, if it is indeed an invasion as we foresee it, will take place. And it's not just here, but it's in many of the worlds that these neighbors, if you will, uh, inhabit that will be affected as well. So th- that's how we see it. Maybe we're full of baloney, I do Now, here's a different subject, a little in a shorter email, and this is from... Uh, Barabbas in Anchorage, Alaska. Okay. All
3: right. Uh, 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 he's, he is there uh, because... Oh, I'm sorry. You have, you have to look this. So Aztec shaman in Northern Ireland. Oh, uh, yeah. I was like, what? Oh, he is there because of a very old place called the Hill of Tara. Tara in Old World meant the opposite of terror. And uh, there are many portals in the area as well, and the Singing Stone as well.
2: Okay, now let me, uh, that bears a little explanation as well. Uh, The Hill of Tara is in, as I recall when your mom and I were there, Ben, is not in Northern Ireland, the, the, the provinces of Northern Ireland, it's in the northern part of the Republic of Ireland. I believe we had just crossed into the Republic. We'd been in Belfast and had come across um, and visited a Trim Castle there, and uh, the Hill of Tara could be seen from there. And uh, we went to the Hill of Tara, and I was—I didn't see any Aztec shaman. I saw a bunch of archaeologists <laughs> running around on it, and uh, it's. Uh, the reason I, I don't know anything about any Aztec shaman there, and, and we know Aztec shaman, but not in, in Ireland. Uh, it's perfectly possible. I don't. There's no reason why not. It's a great place of, of tremendous power. But I thought I would simply mention the Hill of Tara as a, a place where uh, supposedly uh, we might that we might call a portal, because portals have come up in this discussion of escape from the. Uh, Sorry times that may be ahead of us in this uh, particular realm. And the Hill of Tara was always considered a place where the, uh, the she, I can't, I can't spell it in Gaelic, but it's pronounced the she, uh, otherwise known as the little people or what might come across as fairies in our own language, uh, lived and the, uh, where their king lived. And I don't know, uh, offhand, too many of the details, but that was a very, very sacred place to the ancient Irish. And it's considered a sacred place today for those who follow the old ways. And we did, and I have been there. That's why I, I was going to read this. Now, as far as an Aztec shaman, I would like to know a little more about that if uh, Barabbas here is listening. And uh, I, as I say, didn't see any indication except a bunch of uh, tourists and uh archaeologists when when we were there however one could despite all the activity feel the power of the place and it is a, um, a low hill with trees and it's uh, visible from many miles around you certainly can see why it was considered a very sacred place so just just to mention that the hill of Tara Fascinating. Okay. Right. oh I'm sorry yeah right, here's another one and this is from uh, Michelle. Griffin, says we can use her name, in Pearl City, Hawaii.
3: Okay, so um, Michelle writes to us. Uh, when you were talking about the parasites, I remembered a few weeks ago there was an Australian man that talked of hateful beings slash aliens using the law of attraction to help destroy humanity. So when you said uh, there is a reason for uh, for being on the show that night, I th- I thought... I I believe your message was also for me. My father is plagued by negative and horrible thoughts and, and feelings all the time. Uh, a woman, uh, one woman told his girlfriend told his girlfriend that she saw a black demon around him. I believe that that is this that is these one of these parasites. Uh, thank you for telling me how to get rid of them. Uh, whether we stay or go. Uh, this is just another experience for our soul. Huh, good rhyme. Um, for the next world, uh, uh will be improved for from the negative experiences of this one. Uh, Michelle.
2: Okay. Uh, this is a little bit um, esoteric here, but I don't necessarily remember the conversation, but I wanted to comment on, on several things. Uh, the parasites, of course, for those of you who are not or maybe new to our show, uh, they are, as I say, what folklore refers to as, as demons or, or evil spirits and uh, oh we have to wrap for another break we'll be right back
3: on Behind the Paranormal and you go ahead All right uh, right here on newskyradio.com and AOL Online stay with us
4: Love is but
0: a song Fierce, we were. Done. And some may go,
4: he will surely pay his. When the one that
0: left us yet returns for us at
4: least, we are but a moment's sunlight
0: fading in. the
4: Here we go.
1: geek radio is now cbs radio's the sky back to behind the paranormal with paul and ben eno call now 248-545-soul new skyradio.com. believe
3: um, welcome back to behind the paranormal with paul and ben eno i am ben with ben. my co-host here my dad paul and we are going to delve back into our stack of emails and our last segment of the show
2: Thank you, Ben. You're welcome. And we are dealing with one from Michelle Griffin in Pearl City, Hawaii, and she's mentioning various parasite experiences, and I was trying to explain what a parasite is from our point of view. Uh, they are not servants of Satan. They are not spirits. Uh, they are perfectly physical beings. I have had physical encounters with them uh, who come from apparently parallel worlds, and they, their sole purpose is to eat by preying upon the likes of our energy. Strange concept, but that's uh, what I've seen over the last 40 years or so on these things. Anyway, uh, I, she, now, Michelle makes a point here about her uh, father being plagued by negative and horrible thoughts and feelings all the time. I I don't want to give the impression when I'm talking about mental illness that there is no mental illness. Uh, it's, there were many occasions that certainly you, you see that, and when I was a graduate student and working in psychiatric hospitals as a seminary student, uh, many times <clears throat> there were undeniable problems with people's uh, psychiatric states. It wasn't just that they were seeing other worlds. Uh, I think many of them really did have problems. So, uh, And somebody has pointed out, too, that even the Bible makes a distinction between mental illness and demonic possession, as it has been understood. So uh, it's a matter of being discerning and going in and looking at each case individually. So I'm not sure what the problem is with Michelle's father, but certainly... Creating a positive atmosphere, cleaning out any possibilities for parasites that might be there, uh, by bringing in positive energy is always a good thing, no matter what other factors may be present. Uh, so uh, this, and I'd also be aware of people giving you advice. <laughs> And, you know, you should be just as, as discerning with the advice we give you as as, as you would with anyone. And uh, there are plenty of people out there who are self-appointed psychics and mediums and all sorts of advice givers and spiritualists and everything else who will give you all sorts of advice. Oh, I see this black demon around you or around him. Well, you know, take that with a grain of salt and sometimes a pillar of salt. There are many people with very, very uh, real gifts in, in these regards, and others who are just full of baloney. So, make your own decision. In the end, think for yourself. Become as educated as you can be. Uh, be as aware as you can be. Um, and that's, of course, by being quiet inside, being multiverse aware. And you, you'll be able to make your own judgments in surprisingly good ways. And as uh, one of the other uh, letter writers to us had pointed out, uh, you pay attention to your instincts. You have them for good reason. And uh, you'll you usually are not going to regret uh, going by your instincts when it comes to your, your uh, relationship with a person or uh, with a situation. Okay, and uh, your final statement here, Michelle, for the next world will be improved from the negative experiences of this one. Uh, we believe that too. The good world, as I refer to it, is, it, seems to be a place where the parasites are not able to to come. They, they simply are absent. And uh, that, to me having battled with them for almost 40 years now or over 40 years is uh it sounds pretty good. So, uh let's see. I think we are e we're coming down to the wire here, so I'm going to just I don't know if we have time for any more. Uh here's a real quick one here. This is from uh, Debbie in Graham, Washington.
3: Okay, so uh Debbie writes, "I have just discovered your radio show shows and books and and all and I am interested in what your thoughts are on how to pray and who to pray to and how to know if you're praying rightly or is there any right way for one to pray? Thank thank you so much for all that you and your son do for everyone in this multiverse world. Uh it is quite exciting.
2: Well I appreciate that uh very much Debbie There is a distinction. This is a great time to get into this one. We're about to end, but we'll come back to this subject. Prayer and saying prayers are not the same things. When you are a child or when you are just starting out in the spiritual life, uh, perhaps words will be, uh, certainly words are are appropriate. If you're a, a Christian, you know, the Lord's Prayer. If you are a pagan, uh, there are many beautiful prayers to to Isis or or to to others who, who are names for great great realities, that we consider divine. I think certainly uh, when you get into meditation and contemplative prayer, you will use or need to use words less and less. Uh, I know Ben has some very good insights on this because he's learned all this very quickly. There comes a point where you don't have to use words at all. You simply feel in your heart and in the very breath of your body, in the very rhythm of your body and of your life, the divine reality in a very unique and deep way that cannot be attained by words. I know that, of course, I'm having trouble finding words to describe it. This comes from the right kind of Meditation, and I can't tell you how natural it is. You don't have to strain and struggle to get there. Take it slowly. Give it time. Because we live in a society where everybody wants everything right away, as sort of um, smorgasbord spirituality, or you you shop around. And you know, the real secret is to learn to be silent and to learn to forget yourself. Very strange concept in this. We're all running around trying to discover ourselves, trying to fulfill ourselves. Well, the multiverse is full of paradoxes, and the greatest, probably for us in our society, is that the way to discover and fulfill yourself is to forget yourself. You accept yourself, and then you forget all about it, and you become other-centered. Because why? As we've said many times, love your neighbor because he is yourself. That's what it says In the original language before the English translators messed it up. So, we're going to leave it at that, and we're going to come back to this subject because it's very important. But start with that, Debbie. Uh, We'd like to hear from you again about your progress. And again, we're all on the same journey here, so feel free to communicate. And it is, you're right, quite exciting. Uh, And the multiversal world is the key to understanding and to becoming what we really are. It's not a matter of changing and becoming, it's a matter of rediscovery of what we already are that that's that's the, the secret there and it's not really a secret okay so we'll uh we'll continue with that theme and another show because it's it's important whatever religion you happen to follow religion is a tool not an end in itself uh, most people today are realizing that religion and spirituality are entirely different things so that's something we brought out before anyway I wanted to give you an announcement or two we got a couple of minutes this is from our very good friend and our special show reporter, Albert Rosales. Uh, he's making available years of his research, and he is a humanoid expert. Uh, y- years of research on CDs and electronically, over 18,000 case summaries, uh, many translated by Russian, Hungarian, Spanish, etc. Uh, and unknown to most researchers, uh, these files are updated and corrected, including images, comments, links, etc. Uh, each decade, uh, for example, the 1970s uh, this is on a CD. It's $25, two decades for $40, and special, uh, the whole collection of thousands of case summaries in chronological order was $120. Nothing like this in the net is available. Uh, uh, Albert's files uh, are, are UFOinfo.com, are not updated or corrected, uh, and they're lacking several years, and uh, these uh, CDs will not be. They will be very complete. So you can you can contact Albert. At Garuda79 at net G A R U D A 79 at ATT.net, or at Albert Humanoid at Gmail.com. Albert has been a guest on the show a number of times, and he is, of course, our, our reporter for special subjects. So, Albert Humanoid at Gmail.com, and he'll send you all the information about this uh, very interesting possibility here to increase your paranormal CD library. Okay. So we uh, also want to mention that uh, we are on, uh, b- my, my books are available on uh, Ki- Amazon Kindle, uh, four of them anyway, uh, including uh, Turning Home, God, Ghosts, and Human Destiny, Faces at the Window, and Footsteps in the Attic, which is the most popular one, and also on Barnes & Noble Nook e-reader as well. So you can get those without having to take those 4 dollars tri- gallon trips to the uh, bookstore and uh, check out what uh, we have to say on those. And I'm still working on... Uh, Dancing Past the Graveyard, uh, the book. So, okay. Many thanks to our producer, Will Kosnick, and we'll see you next Sunday, August 14th, right here on CBS New Sky Radio, newsskyradio.com. Ben and I will welcome back our old friend and the grandfather of ufology, Stanton Friedman, for a discussion of that inexhaustible subject.
3: Right in the meantime, tune into our New England Drive Time show on WON 1240 AM and onworldwide.com at 6 p.m. Eastern Time every Monday. And remember, you can always get free podcasts of all our shows along with show schedules and guest information at www.behindtheparanormal.com.
2: And we leave you with a word from that old sage, Albert Einstein, quote, There comes a time when the mind takes a higher plane of knowledge, but can never
3: prove how it got there, unquote.
2: Thanks for joining
3: us on our great cosmic journey, and we'll see you next time.